Season 2, Episode 13, Pete's Podcast, Bible Story Evangelism, Luke Chapter 2, Verses 22 through 38. The Homage of Simon and Anna at the Presentation of Jesus to the Lord in Jerusalem at the Temple, technically 32 days after his circumcision which is what we talked about in episode 12. And I'm not going to review Genesis chapter 17, but I'm going to review one reason I'm going to review a little bit is because I made a mistake in uh, a reference uh, in Romans. I said it was uh, chapter 26 when it was chapter 2, verse 26. So uh, I want you to read along with me there because this is... uh, Paul's teaching of the circumcision in the New Testament, which was very much a, you know, a problem because people were saying you have to do it to be saved and things like that. The Gentiles had to get circumcised, and Paul spent a lot of time explaining that they did not. And we're going to take a look at that a little bit here. Uh, so before we get started with, I introduce uh, 13. Let me just go back and review uh, episode 12, which was uh, the one verse. Uh, Genesis chapter 17, verse uh, 21. I'm not mistaken. Um, What the heck? Okay. Yeah, Luke, I'm sorry, it's Luke chapter 2, verse 21. Um, And when eight days were accomplished for the circumcising of the child, his name was called Jesus, which was so named of the angel before he was conceived in the womb. The angel, Gabriel, if I'm not mistaken, told Mary that you would name him Jesus. All right, so in uh, the eighth day goes back to Leviticus chapter 12, verse 3. On the eighth day, the flesh, the foreskin, shall be circumcised. And it really goes back to um, Abraham, which we looked at in Genesis chapter 17 in uh, the previous episode 12 and we're not going to go over those verses again if you want to that's fine Uh, we're just going to go over uh, do that on your own we're just going to go over uh, what I said at the end because I made a mistake and I like to review a little bit all right Genesis chapter 12 verse 3 is the part of the promise to Abraham which excites me I really don't care that he was the father of many nations sorry I do care that I am spiritually a child of Abraham by faith, and we're going to take a look at verse that says that. Uh, but before we get to that, we're going to take a look at Genesis chapter 12, verse 3. So if you want to follow along in your Bible, and you can turn to Genesis chapter 12, verse 3, you could read uh, where God says to Abraham, I will bless them that bless thee, and curse them that curse thee, and in thee and in thy seed shall all families of the earth be blessed through the Messiah, which is going to be through Abraham. That's the promise of Abraham that blesses all families of the earth. Unfortunately, not everyone in every family, but I guess we're all cousins eventually, but uh, there'll be family members that trust Christ and family members that probably don't, depending on how big your family is, or you can trace it back, whatever. All right, uh, this was the this was one of the reasons I wanted to review this today because Romans chapter two 
And I think this would be well worth your while to, to look up Romans chapter 2 in your Bible, if you can. If you're driving, you can't. But if you're a student of the life of Christ and you've got time to watch these or listen to these, excuse me, not watch them, listen, listen to these podcasts, uh, I think it would, I, when I listen to them, I like to follow along in my Bible to catch my mistakes. And I caught this one when I listened to it yesterday. Romans chapter 2, verse 26 through 29. And this is Paul in the book of Romans, which is uh, not the first epistle he wrote, but it's the first epistle listed. It's the longest epistle that he wrote to the Romans. Uh, I, he had not been to Rome at this point, um, but he was writing to to Rome, believers and non-believers as well. He, uh, the Bible is pretty amazing how it can do that. Verse 26. Romans chapter 2, verse 26. Therefore, the uncircumcision. Now, you got to go back in time and know that to, to the Jews, there were two groups of people, the, the Jew and the Gentile. And they called, the many times Jews were called of the circumcision. And many times Gentiles were called the uncircumcised or of the uncircumcision. Therefore, if the uncircumcised, if the uncircumcision keep the righteousness of the law, which is love your neighbors yourself, do unto others you have them do unto you, love the Lord with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, love your neighbors yourself, on these two uh, laws hang all the laws and the prophets. If society of people would just love the Lord and love each other, um, then that would be, uh, that's the heart of the law. Therefore, if the uncircumcised keep the righteousness of the law, shall not his uncircumcision be counted for circumcision? Because circumcision is an outward sign of an inward condition. If you got the inward condition, uh, there's no reason to have the circumcision. I argue that water baptism is, should be an outward sign of an inward condition. I'm not saying you shouldn't do it, but but John the Baptist said that the the Lord will baptize with uh, with the Holy Ghost with fire and the Holy Ghost. Uh, I'm not capable of baptizing anybody in fire and the Holy Ghost. That comes at salvation. But when you when you repent of your dead works and put your faith in Jesus Christ, uh, Hebrews six one. But um, let me just read it again, verse twenty six. Therefore, if the uncircumcised keep the righteousness of the law, shall not his uncircumcision be counted for circumcision? Yeah, he's in the family if he if he acts like he's in the family. I, you got to be in a family to be born again. But but still, it's Paul is trying to take people's attention off of the physical and put it more on the spiritual. And circumcision has seen its day, more or less. I think, as, as we go through these verses here. Verse 27, chapter 2, verse 27. Romans chapter 2, verse 27. And shall not uncircumcision, which is by nature, again, all males are born, all human males are born uncircumcised. It's by nature to be uncircumcised. It's natural. And if, and shall not, uncircumcision which is by nature if it fulfill the law again 
if you're uncircumcised by nature, if you fulfill the law, judge you, reader, listener, judge you, who by the letter and circumcision does transgress the law. So he's he's talking to people that are saying you got to be crucified, you got to be circumcised, you've got you know you've got to follow the law, you got to do this, you got to do that. But you don't you you transgress the law yourself. You're hoping to be saved by the law, but you transgress it yourself, and you're requiring people to do something of the law, which is uh, seen its day, in lack of a better word. Paul's writing to the Romans, we had a new covenant, and shall not uncircumcision, which is by nature, if it be if it fulfill the law, judge you, you hypocrites. That's what it's talking about judge you as children of God, who by the letter and circumcision does transgress the law. So, faith in Christ, what, what shall we do to do the works of God? John 6, 28 and 29. Believe on him whom he has sent. So yeah, this is a 180 for the world. If you want to get close to God before Christ's crucifixion, you followed the Jewish traditions the new the old covenant but after christ was crucified and rose again we have a new covenant we are the temple of the holy spirit no you're not that your body is a temple things have changed verse 28 for he is not a jew which is one outwardly i.e you know of circumcision neither is that circumcision which is outward in the flesh he is not a Jew which is one outwardly neither is that circumcision which is outwardly in the flesh circumcision doesn't make you Jewish is what he's saying but he is a Jew which is one inwardly and circumcision is that of the heart in the spirit not in the letter of the law whose praise is not of men, but of God. All right, that was Paul's little talk in Romans. Uh, here he's talking to the first in 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verses 18 and 19. And he got in a lot of trouble with Jewish people all through Asia Minor. And uh, uh, on into Greece, across the Aegean Sea. Uh, is any man, they followed him to Jerusalem, and the reason they had to appeal to Caesar is in verse First Corinthians chapter seven verses eighteen and nineteen. Verse eighteen is any man called being circumcised? If you're called, if you trust Christ being circumcised, like I was, I didn't have a say in it. It was done as babies when I was in the fifties. Let him not become uncircumcised. I, I just think that's humorous. Um, let him not be uncircumcised. Let him not become uncircumcised. I don't think that's possible. But anyway, you could say, well, you get a plastic surgeon. Okay, whatever. Is any called in uncircumcision, let him not be circumcised. So don't feel if you're uncircumcised, you're further away from God. Paul's saying right here, don't be. let him not be circumcised. If you're uncircumcised and you came to Christ, don't be circumcised. Verse 19, circumcision is nothing and uncircumcision is nothing. But keeping the commandments of God 
That's the spirit of the law. That's the circumcision of the heart. God touched you when he saved you. You were, uh, you felt a debt. You felt a need. You felt uh, not, not to be saved, but because you are. Because he gave you eternal life before you did anything for him. Not, and doesn't ask you to do anything for him to be saved. It's like your parents. They gave you birth, but they didn't ask anything before that happened. Nothing. And if you, you know, perfect child, which no one is, but, you know, you can try to pay them back, but it doesn't make you any less their children if you don't. Anyway, uh, Galatians chapter 3, verse 7. This is what I love about Abraham and the whole story of Abraham. Galatians 3, 7. Know ye therefore that they which are of faith, I am of faith in Jesus Christ. And the God of John 3.16. Jesus said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that, hear, he that heareth my word and believeth on him that sent me hath everlasting life. John 5.24. Know ye therefore that they which are of faith, Galatians 3.7, the same are the children of Abraham. I'm a, children, I'm a child of Abraham by faith in Jesus Christ, is what that's saying. Read Galatians, great book. Okay, uh, just uh, I guess to review these facts because I found them interesting. I had three facts here. In 2010, the World Health Organization estimated that 30% of adult males worldwide are circumcised. That was in 19, uh, 2010, 30%. Another point was made on the interweb. Uh, male circumcision is nearly universal in, Muslim, in the Muslim world and in Israel due to the religious beliefs, the covenant of Father Abraham. Abraham is, and just being circumcised doesn't make you a child of Abraham. It's by faith. Abraham is the common patriarch of the Arab, Arab, Arabic, Abrahamic religions, the Abrahamic religions, which include Judaism, Christianity, and Islam. All the monotheistic religions of the world, Judaism, Christianity, and Islam are all Abrahamic religions and all monotheistic. Okay, let's take a look at uh, episode, uh, season two, episode 13, based on A.T. Robertson's Harmony of the Gospels for Students of the Life of Christ, copyright 1922 in the United States of America. Uh, episode 13 is entitled The Presentation of the Firstborn in the Temple with the Homage of Simon and Anna. Jerusalem was its location and of this story and its uh, time period is BC 5 to four, and you know when I put it in there first, first I put BC four to five, but that's going in the wrong direction. They're kind of like negative neg negative numbers; they get smaller, while positive numbers get bigger. Anyway, Schofield Reference Bible, copyright U.S. U.S. copyright 1909. I'm going to start using the Schofield uh, dating usher dating system for one reason. Uh, 
A.T. Robinson doesn't have one on each uh, on each event, and I just think after uh, studying the Book of Acts, I would like to kind of know what year we're in approximately, and I think that's all that these are, are approximations. Another way to do things is by the feasts and stuff like that. We kind of do that here uh, a little bit, um, timing things by the feast. Okay, so Luke chapter 2, verse 21, if I can go back to that to that one verse on the, on the uh, circumcision of Christ in Luke. Uh, Luke chapter 2, verse 21, And when eight days were accomplished for the circumcising of the child, Jesus, his name was called Jesus, which was so named of the angel before he was conceived in the womb. Okay, th- it's clear that it was when eight days were accomplished. So on the eighth day, uh, babies were circumcised. And uh, the president of my Bible college, Hank Lindstrom, the late Hank Lindstrom, uh, would always point out how the fact, he was a he was a electrical engineer before he went to Bible college and pretty smart guy and he, he liked science very much but anyway he, he kind of, I think he kind of liked the science of the fact that that the eighth day is the perfect day for blood coagulation and and, and all of that to, to uh, circumcise an infant anyway um, but we'll just uh, go with the eight days from Luke chapter 2 verse 21 when the eight days were accomplished for the circumcising of the child. All right, now verse 22, and when the days of her purification according to law were accomplished. Now this is a different time period. In verse 21, when the eight days were accomplished, now this is the, uh, and when the days of her purification according to the law of Moses were accomplished, that's 40 days, 32 days after the, circumcision. The baby is presented uh, and I got that from uh, Bible Hub internet search that, 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 that this is 40 days after. It's not written here. That it just says when the days of her purification were, were accomplished. And that's 40 days for this very Jewish event to take place. They brought him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written, verse 23, in the law of the Lord, every male that openeth the womb shall be called holy to the Lord. And that's a quote from Exodus chapter 13, verses uh, 2 and 12. Sanctify unto me all the firstborn, whatsoever openeth the womb among the children of Israel, both of man and of beast is mine. So this presentation of the child to the Lord was for the male, firstborn male. And that's stated in, in verse 12 of Exodus chapter 13. That thou shalt set apart unto the Lord all that openeth the matrix or the womb, and every firstling that cometh of beast, firstborn, and which thou hast, the males shall be the Lord. So this is where the gender is specified. It's also specified in the New Testament as well. All right, so, uh, well, technically the New Testament doesn't start until Jesus is risen from the dead, but it gives the Jews up until the crucifixion to 
take him as king, but they don't. Verse uh, 24, and that ushers in the Gentile church age, which no one saw it coming and no one definitely saw it lasting for 2,000 years. Okay, Luke chapter 2, verse 24. And to offer a sacrifice, this is where the, the pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons were offered for Jesus. This is as the firstborn um, presentation of the firstborn to the Lord uh, at the temple. And t- verse 24, and to offer a sacrifice according to that which is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. That was kind of, you know, if you had money, you could probably afford a, a more expensive uh, sacrifice, as I understand. I don't really... The traditions, if they're not spelled out in the Bible, is, are extra biblical. But a lot of people have done a lot of good study on that, so you can try to figure stuff out. Verse 25, And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. And the same man was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel. The consolation of Israel is the Messiah. And the Holy Ghost was upon him. So what he's going to say comes from the Holy Ghost, comes from God. And it was revealed unto him by the Holy Ghost, verse 26, that he should not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. Christ is is Greek for Messiah. That he would see the Lord's Messiah. And Simeon came by the Spirit into the temple. And when the parents, Mary and Joseph, brought in the child Jesus to do for him after the custom of the law, which was to offer sacrifices and present the firstborn male to the Lord, then took him, then took he him up in his arms. Simeon took the baby in his arms. And blessed God and said, Lord, now let us thy servant depart in peace according to thy word. You shall not die and you shall not see death before you see the Lord's He said, I'm ready to go according to thy word. Verse 29. Verse 30. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation. Not just my salvation, but the salvation of all that believe. Thy salvation from sin. Because Christ is going to die on the cross and pay for the sins of all mankind. All sins for all time. Isn't it a shame that people that don't believe in Him have to pay for their own sin? Abraham believed God and it was counted unto him for righteousness. If you don't believe in the Savior as your Savior, as the one who died on the cross to pay for your sins, and you repent of your dead works, which are your very best works, whatever you're counting on to get you to heaven. If you don't repent of those works and just trust Christ alone, then uh, you'll have to pay for your own sin. Verse 30, For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, Lord, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people. This was not done in a corner. Verse 32, a light to lighten the Gentiles and the glory of thy people Israel. There's only two kinds of people in the world, Gentiles and Jews, according to the Jewish people. Uh, 
verse 33. And Joseph, his mother, marveled at all those things which were spoken of him. And Simeon blessed them and said unto Mary, his mother, Behold, this child is set for the fall and rising again of many in Israel. So he's a stumbling block, but at the same time, the rising again of Israel is going to take place during the tribulation. Nationally, they will come out uh, on the side of, of the Savior. And they shall mourn for, for me whom they have pierced. And they shall look upon me whom they have pierced. Uh, at the second coming, for sure. And for all, and for a sign which shall be spoken against. Let me read that again. Verse 34. And Simeon blessed them, Joseph and Mary and the baby, and said to Mary, his mother, Behold, this child is set for the fall and rising again of many in Israel, and for a sign which shall be spoken against. You know, he's a liar. He's not not who he said he was. Yea, a sword shall pierce through thy own soul, Mary, also, that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. Verse 36. And there was one Anna. This is another prophet or prophetess uh, at the temple at this time. And there was Anna, a prophetess and daughter of Phanuel of the tribe of Asher. And she was of great age and lived with a husband seven years from her virginity. And she was a widow of about fourscore and four years. That would be 84 years old. Which departed not from the temple, but served God with fasting and prayers night and day. As a young believer, I always thought, what a waste. Man, how could you get called upon to serve the Lord in fasting and prayers night and day? Well, now that I became a, a prayer warrior, Abba Father, all things are possible. You take this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. And I pray that for many friends, Facebook, a lot of different ways. Pray for others and myself. And I see, if you listen to my podcast, you know I, I've been through a bad hurricane. Andrew went right over my house, and, and I'm a little scarred from that episode. And even though it was 19, uh, 1992, but I guess it's coming up on its 30th year. But um, anyway, um, but I pray these hurricanes and they just do miraculous things and they go. I don't pray them on other people. I, I pray for with all those that are praying. Abba Father, all things are possible. You take this storm from us. Nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. And we just watch them just impact very few people and uh, you know it, 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 it rains hurricanes hit the, the saved and the lost the good and the bad that's just the way it is but I do believe I, I see answered prayer in a lot of areas in my life and uh, after my wife died I she's coming up on seven years this August I 
can remember twice praying a very short prayer, help me. And just an agonizing voice, a very sad person. And he has. He has restored my soul. Psalm 23. And she was a widow of about fourscore and four years, which departed not from the temple, but served God, fasting and prayers night and day. You know what's so exciting about praying? Seeing answered prayer. And what does she sing? She sing the Messiah. Verse 38. The last verse in this episode. And she coming in that instant, I guess just as Simeon was finishing, Likewise, gave thanks likewise, like Simeon did, unto the Lord, and spake of him to all them that looked for redemption in Israel. This is the Savior. This is the Messiah. This is he that will redeem all those that believe in him. On him. I like to say let go and let God, but... But as far as salvation goes, I have let go. I never really had was hanging on because I figured I wasn't very good. I wasn't going to be even considered to go to heaven. So I wasn't really looking at, you know, I thought I had done a few, a couple of things here and there maybe, but really, I'm pretty sure I was going to hell. (laughs) Excuse me. (coughs) Excuse me. Anyway, um, but I don't feel that way anymore. Not by studying God's Word, spending time in God's Word, spending time at the temple, spending time in prayer. Not a bad way to go. And I'm only 67. She was 84. Anyway, I'm going to say adios, which is to God. And I'm going to say vaya con Dios, go with God. <laughs>